fast, all right? Let's go. It's like a hungry ghost in a way in Buddhism. 
have a hungry ghost, which is some creature with a huge belly, constantly hungry, but its mouth's really small. Yeah? So it can never get enough. It's always going to be hungry. That's its thing. That's why selfing is like. Selfing is like a hungry ghost. It wants fulfillment. It wants to leave the becoming and be. But it can never leave the becoming. Yeah? It can never be. Yet centeredness is being. And in that centeredness, being is complete already. It's not looking out here to achieve its fulfillment. It's looking here for expression, really. It has a whole different gaze than self-centeredness. It's looking for expression because it's complete. There's no need for any more addition or subtractions. It's complete. It's being. You know? It's being its nature every moment. It's complete. And so now it's not trying to find itself. It's not trying to fulfill itself. It's not trying to accrue value. It's not trying to achieve or attain. It's basically, its drive is to express, really. Yeah? At most, is to express here. That's the difference between self-centeredness and centeredness. It's the same mind, like they say in Buddhism. The ordinary mind and the enlightened mind are the same mind. Yeah? But it's what the mind's resting on. Is it resting on self-centeredness? Yes? That's the ordinary mind. If it's resting in centeredness, that's sort of like the enlightened mind. Same mind, just where it's resting. And it's going to rest in self-centeredness if it keeps taking itself to be you. That's where it's going to rest. Yeah? If you can just add, throw a little question in there, am I that? And the mind can get that, hey, I may not be that, immediately it gets the sense of all the harshness of that system, and it entertains, hey, I can be free of it. I don't have to spend another dime getting therapy for it. I don't have to try to civilize it. I don't have to socialize it. I don't have to have my life get smaller and smaller to accommodate its presence, yes? I, I can maybe go out again. Maybe I'll go to a party. Who knows what I may do? I, I'll find out. But when you're... When the mind is identified as it, it first of all doesn't know it, because it knows everything from that, yeah? It cannot entertain, no matter how hostile the takeover is, it cannot entertain being free from it. it can, the highest form it can entertain is being free as it, and that ain't freedom. But if I'm not that, ah, see what happens. I can be free from it. If the thoughts are not mine, I'll tell you, you will lose interest in thoughts if they're not yours. I swear to God, so fucking quickly. You really will. I mean, it's just, that's how I can tell you that this is how it works, because I've seen it. The MY is the biggest movement of mind. It's how it claims everything and then dumps all of the meaning it has about life into that. So a thought is a thought, but when it's my thought, it's much heavier than if it was just a thought. Yes? Of course. Or if it's, if it's about me, it's much heavier than if it's about you. It's the same thought, but it just matters if wherever the you is in there, wherever the me is, that's the big meaning. And that's why you're traveling heavy. Yeah? If thoughts weighed an ounce, let's say, and you had just, let's say you had a hundred thoughts today, just a hundred thoughts. And that was basically how much you used to have every day. So you've been walking around with a hundred thoughts for a long time, so you're used to it, like a hundred ounces. You can climb up hills and you don't even notice there's any extra weight, yes? But let's just say, by the word my, put in front of the thought, each one of them now weighs a pound. So now, you're walking around with a hundred pounds, that's going to have an effect on you. Even though you've been walking around it for a long time, you may not know it, but you will... 
The thing is, you'll know it by its absence. When the mind gets removed from the thought, and then you say, oh, a thought is an ounce, and I was taking it to be a freaking pound. Yeah? So by its, the mind dropping off, by its absence, I, I realized how fucking present it was. It was a very heavy system. Yeah? All the difference, my... M-Y. My feeling is much different than a feeling. My thought, much different than a thought. My body, unbelievably different than a body. My time, whoa! It's so damn important when it's my time. <laughs> See it, that's the movement of mind. The my represents a lot of old ideas, thoughts, conditioning. Yeah? It can find expression only through getting injected into something that's actually appearing here something that's manifesting, like a thought, or a feeling, or a situation. So, or let's say, a girlfriend. So you ever have a girlfriend or a boyfriend that's a lot of fun, yeah? And then one day they become your girlfriend, your boyfriend, and things shift, you know? And maybe you're up on stalking charges a couple months later, you're trying to get into a you know, email, because now you think you have the right to know what your girlfriend is doing, yeah? The whole change was in the mind, yeah? When it was just girlfriend, oh, I haven't done that. My <laughs> this is it. So this, the mind, is like the bridge from all of this, all these mental winds, all this conditioning, all these old ideas, all these beliefs that are seeking expression, but they have to come through a form to seek expression. Here they are, just going, and then we provide them the perfect bridge to everything. Thoughts? My thoughts. Injection of meaning. Feelings, my feeling, injection of meaning. Body, my body, injection of meaning. Tons of meaning from self-centeredness being injected to everything we're coming in contact with because it's me that's in contact. Oh, these are mine. That's the bridge of our own fucking bondage. Yeah? If what would happen if the my was broken down, they couldn't jump over that gap, that pause, that eternal moment, that space. They couldn't span it. There's no way in hell... A thought would be my thought. You would just see it as a thought. You would see it as a feeling. You would see life is happening, not to you. Yeah. Life is happening, not to you. That's self-centeredness. <laughs> you would see it. You would see it. And after a short period of time, you notice you're traveling a lot later when now life is happening, not to me. When thoughts are happening, not mine. When feelings are moving through, not my feelings. Yeah? And then you know the problem by the solution. Yeah. When, the, when the problem starts receding, you know it by the solution. When the problem starts receding, it starts losing influence in your life, then that's how you know it. Yeah. And you know it as imaginary. Because that's how the solution sees it. It's not so. That's why the solution does, is not even a solution, because there's no actual problem. It only appears to be to you. <laughs> it doesn't appear to be. It does not appear to be. False evidence is not, is not real. It appears to be to you. The you is the incredible ingredient that has to be there. And we're just questioning that. Is there a you? If there isn't, it's just happening. So now that's the second meeting. So I'll